guys. Welcome to the weekly sit down. We're on episode 41. I'm here with Mark. How's it going? Doing good. Doing good. Enjoy your Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was good. You know, nice family time. Good turkey dinner. <laughs> yeah, you got it. So, today we are here with, how do you pronounce your name? Lyron? Lyron? Lyron. Lyron. Lyron Bentoven. So, Lyron is the, are you the founder of the Glimpse Group? I am the co-founder and the CEO, yes. So, what the Glimpse Group is, it's a company designed with specific purpose of cultivating entrepreneurs in the VR and AR industry. So, in a, in like layman's terms, what do we what what is it that the Glimpse Group does? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we can do that. So uh, we're uh, a hybrid holding company with some twists of a incubator accelerator, focusing on virtual reality and augmented reality. So in a sense, we're a startup of startups. Uh-huh. Uh, we have eight startups that are part of the Glimpse Group, and uh, we're in the process of adding more to the uh, equation. Oh, okay. So, so subsidiaries, right? Subsidiaries. Yeah. yeah. I got you. I can't say that word. <laughs> we call it subs. Easier. Subs. There you go. Eight subs. So you guys aren't, you don't create actual virtual reality technology? We do. All of our companies uh, create them. So the Glimpse Group owns 100% of each of the eight companies. I'm sure at some point we'll get into the, the model and how it works and what, why it makes sense for everybody. But uh, so our eight companies create a variety of software, uh, mostly software and some service solutions in VR and AR. Oh, wow. How did you get into that? Like VR is getting real big now. Um, I'm sh- it's all over the place. Elon Musk is always talking about it. Uh, how did you get into it? So about a year and a half ago, a little bit more, I uh, as I was kind of researching kind of uh, technology, I started reading more and more about uh, the technology. I've kind of been aware of it for years, but uh, it always felt like it's not happening because technology is not there yet. And suddenly it felt like uh, all of the missing pieces on the technology side are beginning to come together. And as I kind of done more research, I realized that uh, AR and VR together with AI are going to be the next big technology cycle. And I'm talking 25, 30 year cycles, and we were very, very early in it. And that's when I realized that uh, since this is a, a, an industry that's going to happen, I need to get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started uh, searching around, found the best uh, kind of a VR guru in New York City, and uh, co founded the Glimpse with him. And what, what did, like, so your first, when you co founded Glimpse, what, what, what did you guys, what was your mission? to create your own VR? Well, the, the mission was to create the concept of Glimpse. So kind of the Glimpse is a, uh, a summary of my career learnings of w- the challenges of startups and how can you make a uh, more efficient way of uh, cultivating startups, especially in an early stage industry like VR. Okay. So you're, okay. What is the difference between uh, virtual reality and augmented reality? Virtual reality blocks you off and kind of it's kind of talking about virtual reality is, is almost like uh, as one of the founders of my company says dancing about architecture. Uh, you have to come and see it. But virtual reality closes you off and takes you to another world. Augmented reality adds information to your existing world. So uh, in virtual reality, you put a headset on kind of 
your brain thinks you're somewhere else and you can be transported to any any world uh, that is created for you. In augmented reality, you're either using today phones and tablets or down the road augmented reality glasses where uh, any information created could be placed in your world. So you see everything around you, the people and uh, items that are around you, but you will see additional 3D objects or information that is uh, transposed on the world. Pokemon Go, augmented, right? Pokemon Go is a kind of subset of augmented. It does not, uh, is not fully augmented reality because it does not look at what you're seeing and adjust to that. It's just placing the assets digitally anywhere mm. uh, based on GPS. Kind of the uh, solutions that our companies and many others have right now in augmented reality are significantly more advanced than that. Now, what's the difference between the eight subsidiaries that you have? Um, do they all have like a common theme of what kind of VR and AR they're using or how, how is that working? No, so each one of them is its own startup that is focusing on a different part of the world. Uh, so they're not competing with each other. They each have their own uh, strategy of what they want to create and where they want to create it. The unique uh, underlying theme is, first of all, they're all part of the Glimpse group and they share a lot together. And we can talk about the concept of how we created this ecosystem where uh, there's a lot of uh, synergies and sharing between our companies. And the other is that they're focusing on either virtual reality or augmented reality or both. I gotcha. So where, I kind of want to just get a timeline. So where, how, what, what is your background to get into this? Is there a virtual reality kind of like degree? No, right? <laughs> no, I kind of, uh, this is my first uh, foray into virtual reality. I've been a uh, executive in a variety of uh, public and private technology companies. Uh, had my own startup back in the uh, go-go late 90s in California and uh, run a hedge fund for seven years. So I've got a pretty diverse financial and uh, executive uh, experience, but this is my first foray into virtual reality. Wow. Are you familiar with um, what Elon Musk has said about virtual reality and where it's going and are you well, I've, got, I've got my own philosophy of where it's going, but I'd love to hear his view, and I can tell you uh, if I buy that. Well, he has a cool kind of uh, viewpoint on it. He says there's a 99% chance that we're in virtual reality right now. And he says it's because if you look at it logically and how we keep getting better and better every year with virtual reality and it becomes more and more realistic, he's saying that there's a really high chance that it's going to just get to a point where you don't know the difference between real and virtual. And this may be virtual right now, he's saying. Yeah, no, that, that's actually kind of very, very funny. I read a book <laughs> and I'm trying to remember the title, but the book's theory was that our world is a virtual reality experience for people in another planet. Mm. Okay, we're going wild here. And uh, so in, in that planet, they their kids, once they get to the age of six until they're 18, go on getting trained to live life. And the way they do that is by being people on Earth. So they have some kind of a lottery where they uh, win a role. And kind of if you go to people, go back to kind of uh, the uh, Bible times all the way to today, uh, everybody that existed here is one of those uh, kids from that planet living, playing the role. So they kind of fast forward life and learn from it. 
and they're kind of they, they buy points so they get kind of whether they are born to a rich family or in the kind of western world or in uh, medieval times in a really kind of a crappy situation and then they kind of try to do the best they can in it and we all are just in a, in a computer uh, simulation mm. so uh, you, you, i can go with that <laughs> that's that, that's what elon's saying basically he's saying it's happened already and um, it, it could just keep happening over and over again. The, the, the virtual reality people just make their own virtual world, and then it just keeps going and going and going, and you don't know when it even starts. It just keep going. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, no, we can, we can do that, but there's nothing preventing us from creating a virtual reality world in this virtual reality world if we have to. <laughs> yeah, of course. So what did, you said you wanted to hear Elon's outtake on it. What, what's your take on it? Where is it heading? So, so my view is, as this industry evolves, and it's probably kind of uh, to get to the full vision. Uh, so the previous take cycle was it, it, the kind of PC, internet, and mobile. And that started in the uh, mid-80s, and it's been going on until now. So kind of everything that happens was going to happen over the next kind of 25, 30 years in terms of kind of the, the full uh, change. And at the end of it, we will be able to spend a lot of our times in a variety of worlds and uh, going in there, experiencing them with friends and family and uh, having the ability to be anywhere, anytime with anyone, whether real people or AI acting as people and uh, playing a variety of scenarios. So our, the way we travel, the way we uh, communicate with each other is going to change significantly over the next uh, cycle. We, what, what you so what kind of benefits do you think that that can cause besides just being, you know, in a different world and a kind of fantasy world? You know, do you think it can so, have any? So looking at the business world, which is always the driver first the, in the business world right now. And I've managed a, a couple of international global companies where the executive team was spread out over the world. Uh, the challenge with that is you, you're never together kind of and uh, you have offices all over the world. And everybody is, uh, it's hard to really get a team of people that are spread around the world. In virtual reality, you can create a virtual office. Everybody will be existing in the virtual office. And some of that technology ha is existing today. You can actually do that, but it's not as amazing as it will be down the road. And you will have one corporate office. Everybody will be at home, but will have an office where they will be visible and you'll be able to go in, talk to them, meet them hang out with them, have meetings where everybody's presence, yet their presence will be virtual. Wow. Do you think that's going to lead to just people being really like overweight and never leaving their houses? They're always going to be virtual. Well, kind of, you still kind of be able to do exercise in the virtual world and kind mm -hmm. of uh, and exercise in the real world. Yeah. So commuting to work is probably not the number one way to kind of lose weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. For sure. Wow, that's so crazy to think about. I mean, I could see it going that way too. Yeah, I mean, because then you can actually see people's uh, like bodily expressions and, you know, you can see people's facial expressions and certain things they have out there now. But if you're actually in a virtual world with, you know, 10 other people in a meeting, you can see everybody's reactions to everything, not just, you know, what they're showing on their face pretty much. Mm -hmm. Are they going to add, you think, like senses, like you could smell Probably. Yes. Yeah, sm smell is easy. Back when I had my startup in uh, 99, kind of we signed a deal with a company that already had in production. I saw it happening, a smell device that they plan to kind of adding smell to movies. So that mm -hmm. technology exists. There's just not been a uh, 
commercially viable way to kind of get people to pay to add smells to their experiences. Uh, the harder one is touch. And I, I know of a lot of companies that are working on uh, haptic uh, devices to kind of bring that in. And eventually over the cycle, kind of you will be able to kind of fill items as well. Uh, so th that's an important piece, but kind of, you look at kind of people going to meet each other and you can have phone calls or Skype calls or video calls, whatever you want, but people get some value out of physically being in the same place. In virtual reality, you, you will feel like you're in the same place with that person, which will achieve that goal without having to travel for it. Beyond meetings and everything, I feel like that would be a great way to have people travel the world for a very cheap price in a way. You know? Oh, yeah. They're doing exactly. it. They're doing it for like um, sporting events, I think, too, where you could just sit courtside at a basketball game. And yeah, virtual. you got it. That's so true. you'll be able to, to create any experience, whether it's real experience or a uh, fictional experience, and people will be able to go in and experience it. So you'll be able to walk Paris today or London in the uh, 1400s you will be able to go sit courtside in the Super Bowl without having to travel to the Super Bowl city and uh, getting a hotel and kind of, and you'll be able to kind of find the best seat in the house and just be there and look to your right and look to your left and see the people sitting in the seat next to you. So, so all of those things will happen over the next uh, probably 10 years. Are all those parameters going to be based on just what the software that company has built? So, like, is there going to be one machine, basically, that you can do any one of those things with? Or is there going to be, you know, certain, you know, dictations that certain machines can do? There will be hardware based on your preferences. But I believe that whatever kind of leading hardware will be, just like today, you can kind of surf the Internet from your PC or your Mac or your iPad or your Android device you'll be able to uh, access kind of that those events from a variety of hardware devices, each with its own flavor, but all of them eventually giving you the same experience. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I've never even used a virtual VR. Have you? No, not like... You, you guys are more than welcome to come visit us, and uh, I'll give you some experiences that will blow your minds away. Really? That would be amazing. Yeah. I would definitely, definitely love that. open to mind-blowing experiences. Sure. <laughs> Are you guys based in New York? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you should definitely come over. Yeah, I would love to. I'll set something up for sure. Yeah, no, it's uh, kind of – we can talk about VR and we can imagine it, but at the end of the day when you experience it, we have a very kind of cool kind of experience we've created, and it's not a unique one. We've created ours, but others have it. In ours, you have to go up to a tower and change a light bulb. And you're doing it in the office, but you're walking kind of above, kind of, uh, kind of on a very thin uh, uh, piece of uh, metal to try and get from your hovercraft to the uh, tower. Mm. And people's fear of heights come into play, and they're not willing to go forward, even though they know they're in the office, they can hear us talking to them, and that shows them the power of VR. So you have to experience that for yourself. Yeah, like walking like a like a pipe or something between buildings. That would be yes. really crazy. Or like yeah. Grand Canyon. You do that, but you're working on kind of basically the office floor in our office. <laughs> yeah. So you're, but you're still, your mind will not let you do that unless you have no fear of heights and then you do that. But you still react to it. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it's really Love cool it. to think about that. Mm -hmm. Just tricking your mind into thinking something else, you know.
Yeah, and then they'll eventually make you have the sensation of thinking that you are out there, like with a breeze in your face or something like that somehow. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. Kind of uh, my co-founder, DJ, kind of when we started, we actually kind of put a plank of wood on the floor so you get that feeling of walking oh, on the plank. Uh-huh. And we had a fan kind of throw air at you. <laughs> oh, we, but then we realized people kind of get that even without that, so we stopped. Yeah, you <laughs> don't. We did have that. He's a purist. Yeah, you don't need the fan in that case. Wow. So I've used, no, I've seen the Oculus. That's the most popular one, right? Uh, that kind of, that used to be kind of the, the top one, but there's new generations coming out You guys, right now that are kind of even surpassing that. You guys don't make like your own actual like piece to buy. Like I can't buy no, something from the No, our, our companies are software companies and service companies. We don't make hardware. Okay, I gotcha. So you would sell the technology to like Oculus to the software? To we, we will sell solutions to businesses or consumers that will use the Oculus or other hardware devices to use those solutions that we're creating. I gotcha. What, what, um, you said the Oculus is no longer like the top of the food chain. What's coming out that's going to be better? So kind of uh, it, it, before kind of the latest round, HTC Vive, I think, was better than the Oculus for most scenarios. And uh, over the last month or so, kind of Microsoft came out with their Microsoft uh, line of products. They're all made by five different hardware companies, I think. Samsung, Dell, HP, uh, Acer, and Asus each have their own. Samsung, in my view, is the best of that group. So the uh, the new Samsung right now is the top of the line, but I know that both HTC and Oculus are working on new devices. Uh, some of them kind of will even have a wireless piece to them. So that will kind of hopefully surpass that again. I think one of the things we need to have over the next uh, kind of for VR to really take off is probably two or three more hardware cycles where the hardware gets better and better and easier to use. And uh, that will uh, kind of push the industry forward. So do you think um, VR is eventually going to be like the new computer? Like everybody started out without a computer, then everybody had a computer in their house. Do you think it eventually is going to be everybody's going to have a VR in their house also? Yes, definitely. Every, everybody will have one. People will have a dedicated VR room as well. And uh, people kind of households with multiple people will have multiple rooms. So a husband and wife would go kind of to work in a sense, each in their own kind of VR room mm-hmm. while they're still at the house. So, uh, mm-hmm. what are you going to say? So instead of like AOL Instant Messenger, like we had when we were younger, the kids are going to use VR and all go to a certain place and be there, you know, but sitting in their houses. I'm sure parents yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they'll just hang out, kind of people will create hangout places that will be cool and funky. And it could be a world or a different room with different cool things in it. And people will meet with their friends and uh, and family and basically do certain activities together. And at the end of it, when, when you finish a VR experience, you feel like you've actually done it. It's not a video game or a movie where you watch it. It's you actually go through and do it. When you, when you finish an experience, it goes into the part of your brain that basically says, I had this experience, rather into the part of the brain that says, I watched a nice movie, I enjoyed it. Yeah, how how in depth is it going to be? Is it, it's I guess it's as much as um like as many places where they'll take the cameras. Like, could I go on a hike through my Niagara Falls and just walk like all around it and fly through it, basically? Yes. Yeah. So so people will recreate the area of Niagara Falls. 
-hmm. Initially, it will be computer generated, so it just will look like it. Mm -hmm. And down the road, it will actually be the real Niagara Falls. So you'll be able to see people that are actually there. Live? Yes. Whoa. Uh, That that will take a while because it's pretty data intensive. But uh, my view is down the road, that will be part of it. That's ridiculous if it's live and you can almost talk to people or something while they're there. VR programmers have a lot of work in front of them, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, so initially, people will just recreate this experience. It would look exactly like it. People will capture the video and then create a uh, place where you can kind of do certain things there and uh, view it. And then eventually, it will transition to a live view. Where where um does augmented reality play into that? Does it is that gonna just keep evolving too, or is there like a point where it can't get any better? Well, augmented reality uh well the for the next step for it is to kind of to get the headset that uh, there's a variety of companies working on an augmented reality headset. Right now, you can experience augmented reality with your phone or tablet. And there are some uh, special headsets like uh, the Microsoft HoloLens and uh, Epson has one and uh, a couple of other uh, have one that allows you to create experiences in augmented reality with a headset. Mm-hmm. But uh, the next big generation would be having glasses where people walk around with glasses and you will get to see information about what you're seeing, who you're seeing and a variety of other information you're subscribing to. So imagine walking down the street and looking at stores, and as you look at stores, they will offer you, in in electronic format, a variety of offers that you will see as you're walking down the street. Imagine going to a uh, networking meeting, looking at the people, your glasses will identify them and show, show you information that's available about them from their LinkedIn profile or Facebook profile or dating profile. Uh, so all those things will be in augmented reality. It's just like uh, Black Mirror. You ever watched that show? I haven't watched it. Everybody keeps telling me to watch it, though. Oh, have you watched it? Leroy? No, I have not. It kind of sounds cool. Oh, it's you got to watch it. It's it's called Black Mirror. It's on Netflix, and it talks about where technology brings us and where it's going, and how it kind of shows you like the bad side of technology, where if things went wrong. So in one of them, there is virtual reality. And people, there's no money. Like the way you earn, buy, you, the way you buy stuff is through points. And you get points like if you work out all day, like you would ride a bicycle and create energy and that'll give you a lot of points. And you buy stuff with your points. That, but, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a really cool show. It won awards. Yeah, Black Mirror. Yeah. Check uh, it. I'll check it out. But the, the AR thing kind of reminds me. Have you ever seen iRobot with Will Smith? Yeah. You see yeah, the yeah. with... Um, when he's driving down the road in the uh, Mercedes Benz, like he's not even driving it, but like on the windshield, there's like all these robots. You know, it's like on the windshield, though, it's like a projection of like his miles per hour and like all like, oh. new age kind of stuff. Like that kind of reminds me of like the glasses. Yeah, so, so that's about. augmented reality in a window shield. You'll have it in your glasses. Yeah, so it'd be mm. for everything, basically. Yeah, so as you walk around the street, you will choose variety of services you would like to have. And that information will will be visible to you. Whether kind of every time you meet someone, you will see their LinkedIn profile or you will see recommendations on restaurants as you walk down the street or you will get directions or you will get information about uh, traffic live and kind of direct you to where to go. Kind of whatever you're doing, it will analyze what you're seeing and provide you information regarding that. Wow, that's crazy. Have you always been like a 
technical technologically advanced person like have you always been up on like the latest kind of technology and like gadgets yeah kind of i try i try to be kind of uh i programmed pcs when i was kind of uh, young when nobody else had them hmm. uh so i've been staying on top of technology and really kind of i always like to see where it's going and what what the future holds uh so now it's kind of fun to be part of the uh, people making the future do you think there's like an ethical or like a moral line where any of this can be drawn? Like I'm, I'm sure some people that aren't, you know, huge into technology might, you know, see this as maybe becoming a problem in the future. What do you think about oh, that? Oh, the, the sure is, but kind of, it's probably kind of big enough that nobody can stop it. So you want to try and kind of uh, try and do it right. And hopefully it will come out the right way rather than the wrong way. Same as technology, right? Kind of right now, everybody's information is online. Everybody can get it. So you have bad actors that are hacking and trying to get that information. But at the end of the day, kind of it's way easier right now getting things done electronically than before you had to physically go places and uh, and get stuff done. Uh, so like any advancement, there's definitely places where this could be abused in a big way. And uh, it could be very, very challenging for society. But... Uh, I, I like to hope things are kind of going to turn out good, like they usually do. How? What could go wrong, though? I can't really. What do you mean? What couldn't happen? Like what? Well, kind of imagine a society where everybody is locked up in in their homes. They don't need to go outside for anything. Uh, their all their interactions are electronical with each other. Uh, I, I can imagine a lot of bad scenarios coming out of that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people talk about it now. Everybody just looks yeah. at their phone, and there's not enough social interaction. And I mean, if we tend to have a headset on all the time or, you know, if that's a new thing, everybody's going to want to do that constantly, you know, so it'll probably just lessen it even more. But I, our brain, yeah, I, th I think yeah. one of the advantages of kind of VR, it's going to bring some of the social interaction back. So when you're communicating with people on the phone, most of it is electronical. So you're not actually with them in virtual reality, even though you won't be with them physically, you will feel like you're with them and will create the ability to be to interact with with people. So I think there's some silver lining there. Yeah, people, that's how it's going to be. Wow. I can't, I'm excited for that. Why not? Oh, yeah, Eventually, sure. people's brains are just going to get bigger and bigger. We're going to get smarter and smarter, but like our eyes will get worse. Our hearing will get worse because we're always wearing headphones. Our eyes, we're always going to be looking at a screen. <laughs> And we're just going to like not even talk to each other. It's going to communicate telepathically. I bet you it goes that way. <laughs> hundred years. <laughs> hundred years from now. We're not going to even like need to open our eyes. You know, it's going to just be a chip or something. We're going to be cyborgs. Well, you can kind of, if you want to go there, kind of there's nothing preventing us down the road, be able to kind of crack the uh, internal zero and one code and be able to communicate directly to the brain. What did you call it? The zero what? Zero and one. So kind of. So if you look at kind of you're kind of taking a bite of a bagel, mm -hmm. what happens kind of that converts the taste of a bagel to your brain, right? How do you know you can be blindfolded and you still know it's a bagel rather than a pizza? Taste buds on your tongue, right? Yeah, but how – so they're communicating to your brain mm -hmm. and there's basically a language. Yeah, that, yeah. That eventually we will be able to decipher and then uh, you'll be able to – cut in and write that so I can kind of send waves to your brain saying you, you're eating a bagel even though you're eating a pizza. Oh, wow. That's so you can, so that, how do you work the smells into that? You have to have a little device. Same. 
I don't need to. Ha- so kind of so the, the kind of the old fashioned way is just to get you to actually smell stuff. So they've already managed to take all the smells and this exists right now and convert them into uh, a variety of kind of higher level swells like the colors for 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 viewing images. So it all get, comes down to the three basic colors and then you take it from there. And so they've done that for smells. So they can create any smell without actually having the real thing in there by using devices. But that's pretty expensive to do, and most people won't go to the trouble. Mm-hmm. But when you smell anything, it, again, your, your, your nose converts that into a, uh, information that goes to your brain. If you can understand this language, I can send your brain information about either good or bad smells, and your brain won't know the difference, just like when I put you in a VR headset you th- your brain thinks you're somewhere else. Wow. So how? Do, but how do you even get your brain to understand the language? You have to like download it into your well, brain. Well, kind of that. That's kind of you need to understand kind of how to communicate. In uh, at the end of the day, all all languages are converted into a stream of zeros and ones, mm. and uh, you need to learn that that communication. It's just like kind of uh, taking kind of uh, an enigma code where you need to kind of eventually figure it out. And then once you figure it out, you put kind of a, you intercept the the, the uh, nerves that communicate from your nose and mouth to your brain, and you can send different direction, uh, d- different information there. Wow, that is really ridiculous. I have a question <laughs> for you. So, you know how everybody kind of experiences things differently. Like we might eat a pizza, but it might taste good to me or bad to somebody else, or a smell might be good to somebody or bad to somebody. You know, so we all experience things differently. Does the same thing happen in VR? So, like, have you tested it between two different people to see if they experienced it exactly the same way? Well, kind of the experience. It's kind of VR right now is just sound and 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 view. So obviously some people will react differently. So some people like uh, kind of open green meadows and some people like cityscapes. So that the same will impact in VR. So I can put you in a city and you're like, uh, yeah, I don't like this. Or I can put you out in the meadow and you look out and it's like amazing. So the same impact that people have in terms of things they like to hear or things they like to see uh, happens in VR as well. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, man, it's kind of like blowing my mind a little bit just thinking about it. Cause, There's so many ways it can go. Because you, know? you could just keep going deeper and deeper and, like, how far yeah. does it go? And then it's the Elon Musk thing again. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, I think I got to leave you guys. It's really killing me that I have to go, though, because I oh, want to be a part of this. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy about this. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it was great talking to you, and hopefully we can set something up where I can... Uh, oh, I would love Joe to host you to and, uh, and show you around and uh, give you a taste of what we're talking about. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. I'm, like, <laughs> so down for this right now. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. I'll talk to you. Yeah, give it was me... good talking to you guys. Have a nice evening. Thank all you right. so much. Um, all right. So where, where, where were we just saying? We were talking about VR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I lost my spot. Oh, okay. I remember what I was going to say. See, before you said that we're going to wear glasses eventually, right? And just wear them all the time. And it'll, like... Well, I think eventually it's going to go into contact lenses, which will be even easier. And they will have both augmented reality and virtual reality in them. The contact so... lenses is a episode of Black Mirror. They, uh, they have the contact lenses and they, they can rewind and pause and record their whole day and like, just show you what they did for the day and it'll go up on a TV. Yeah, no, kind of. So one of the things that we'll do is we'll constantly be broadcasting video back. 
So there's a lot of applications around that, and people will have to get used to the fact that the world will be constantly captured, at least the public world, by multiple people all the time. So people will be walking around, and they'll be able to see different ads, like something that you said advertisements, right? Yeah, no, you'll be seeing ads, information, whatever you you want, or someone is willing to pay f- to provide to you, and you're willing to accept that for payments, either in kind or in goods. So it's like they're going to be pop ups, you know, in real life, basically. Yeah, <laughs> Where, exactly. And you have to just what x them out? You think <laughs> like the same well, thing we do kind now? Of, you, you will pay to get them. So kind of so go back to the internet, kind of the kind of the relatively early days of the internet, my Yahoo, right? Mm-hmm. So my Yahoo, Yahoo basically just figured out that they can provide you a variety of information that you value, uh, news, sports, weather, stocks, whatever you're into, and put it in one place and then sell you ads while you're kind of watching that page. So you're getting value by getting kind of certain kind of information that you value. And in return, you're allowing Yahoo to sell kind of that kind of sell advertising on that space. Yes. So similar kind of imagine you walking down the street and one of the services you want to subscribe to is uh, seeing Yelp reviews on all the restaurants as you walk down the street. Mm. So in return for someone providing you that service, whether it's Yelp or someone else, you will be uh, willing to see some advertising that actually kind of tie to what you're looking for. In addition to the information you did, so that will kind of balance out, that service provider will get revenue from the advertising and you'll get the information you want and some advertising on that will show up on the sides on virtual billboards so you don't need to physically put the billboard in there you will actually have the advertising go with you so eventually we won't even have billboards really anywhere it won't yeah, be a reason the, the to. billboards are already getting obsolete mm-hmm. yeah uh, they... and uh, and that kind of so kind of you drive down the west side highway and there are billboards talking about a tv show starting october 1st yeah. And I drive there every day on the way to work, and it's like, <laughs> guys, kind of, we're already kind of end of November, kind of, that show is almost ending. Yeah, they don't have people lining yeah. up and to put up And that's a, a clear statement. They're not even willing to go out there and put an ad for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. They're going. They're done. It's, it's, everything's on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram now, basically, anyway. Yeah, you can get to people in a more efficient way in places where they can interact with it and augmented reality is going to make that kind of significantly better yeah i was i saw this article that said how in times square it'll cost about half a million dollars to get an ad on one of those big screens in times square but you can spend that same half million dollars and we reach many more people if you just do facebook ads or instagram ads and meet reach many more people yeah, in addition to that, I can right now, using technology for our companies, place an ad on one of those buildings in Times Square that you will be able to see today. Wait, say that one more time. You, you... I can place an ad on any building in Times Square without physically having access or ownership of that building. Yeah, you think eventually that... that like. Well, the... I can do it today. Right now, you don't have the glasses to see it, so you have to take out your phone and look at the building to see it, which makes the ad less relevant. Mm-hmm. But once you have the glasses... And and I w- you will be willing to kind of activate AdView because I'm going to give you some services. Uh, then I have that technology today. Wow, that's already there. One of our companies, Locadia, allows you to place any digital content anywhere you want in the world. Anywhere. Anywhere. And how, at this point, do people see it? Just with their phones, like you said? You have to right it. now, kind of, you will see it with your phone or with your tablet. 
Okay. So you have to either open an app and kind of there's a web AR function that's coming out that you'll be able to just open it for activate it from the web. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you still need your phone or tablet until glasses are coming out. Apple are working on glasses. Magic Leap is working on glasses. A variety of companies are working on it. So within uh, two to three years, we'll kind of some of us will be wearing glasses. Yeah, you think it's just going to be uh, all Apple? Like once Apple comes out with it, everyone's going to have that, just like the iPhone. Well, kind of, or someone else. Magic Leap has been spending billions of dollars trying to develop that. Yeah. Uh, the, there's still some technological challenging in kind of really getting all the components in the right way and giving you that experience uh, in a pair of glasses. But uh, I think from kind of reading between the lines from comments from Apple and, and others, they're not far from it. So my guess is uh, by 2020, we will have it. Yeah, Apple and Google, anything at this point, they're so trusted, anything that they put out, people are going to think, all right, this is the best that there is. And, you know, yeah, but, and people kind of always will have to come up with something innovative and crazy to beat them at it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But they will definitely try and be players in this. They believe strongly in this technology. Yeah, it's crazy where technology is going. I was just talking to someone today about how uh, Google, I think it was Google Glass where like people that have been colorblind their whole life can put these on and they can see color and it'll it'll show them color is that have you heard of that yeah no i've i've, I've seen that the question is i they still kind of they can't see the color though so i don't know they're, so, they're colorblind kind of google glass just puts color in front of you yeah so if you can't see the color then it won't see you won't see it Maybe there was, uh, I misheard it or something, but I thought maybe there there has to be some kind of surgery involved, I guess, or something like well, that. Well, kind of, for you, your challenge of seeing color is based on kind of the limitations of your eye. You'll have to go back to what we talked about and get behind the eye and communicate directly to the brain to see the color. Yeah. So Google Glass is just a heads-up display. It's not even augmented reality. It's basically putting a computer screen in front of your eyes. It's not interactive? No. You, it's it's basically taking the screen of your phone and putting it in front of your eyes. Oh, okay. I mean, that's cool. That's a good start. But No, it, it's good. But, and, and this is equivalent to what I call heads-up display. So there's a difference between augmented reality and heads-up displays. Augmented reality reacts to the information around you. Mm-hmm. So you can place an asset on the table or on the floor or align a ad with kind of uh, the window of the store, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Outer Nets? Yes, I've been. A, I'm an advisor. Oh, you're a close friend of mine. I just had Omer on my episode two episodes ago. Yeah, I I listened to it. Oh, great! That's awesome. Yeah, he's a, he's a really cool guy. He's been through a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, kind of. He has a very interesting story and is a super talented and uh, creative guy. Yeah, he uh, he had us in. We I went down there last week and I checked it all out. How uh how everything works it's really crazy where it's going like you said billboards are dead yeah no so he's taking kind of basically but he's still tying it to a physical uh projector and screen mm-hmm. augmented reality will take you to the next level you won't need anything yeah and it's so much goes into it like how does it know if i'm like swiping my hand to 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 move something you know I don't. I just can't understand the, that. The camera sees your hand and recognizes it, and knows it's a hand. <laughs> yes, kind of. So I, I know of a guy that's developing exactly that technology. 
allows you to kind of visit the camera, understand your hand, understand the gestures you're doing, and then react to the gestures you're doing. Wow, and that's coming out soon, I guess? Or Yeah, yeah. No, that technology exists. I just kind of saw a demo of it. I definitely want to check out all that stuff. I, I don't I don't know how I'm uh, a millennial that hasn't tried out any. Um... No, you, you have to kind of. It will change your perspective on on things. Yeah, I just feel like maybe I don't know the reason I haven't tried it. Maybe because I just feel like it isn't going to feel that real. But I, I mean, I'm down to try it definitely. So, so the technology right now is equivalent to viewing the world in 1K, kind of when we talk like TV equivalent. Mm. So, kind of at home we have 2K and 4K TVs. Yeah. As humans, we watch things in 8K. Oh. So the uh, most of the VR right now is 1K. They're moving towards 2K. So, so it... there's a lot of development still to really make it feel like it's totally, totally real. Mm-hmm. But even when it's graphically generated, so you'll see cartoonish figures at 1K, your brain will tell you you're there. Kind of, You will see how real it will feel to you. I will put you on that tower, and if you're afraid of heights, there's no way you're going forward. <laughs> I am afraid of heights, so that'll be funny. <laughs> so we see an 8K. Do you think that we can ever... Are they going to make reality where there's better than 8K? Well, kind of. you can't make it better because our brains won't be able to comprehend it. But getting to 8K means that you will not be able to, detel- to tell the difference. So if you're with, with uh, contact lenses... And I, uh, you're sitting in your desk and you press a button and you move from uh, regular worldview to VR, you will not be able to tell the difference if I'm projecting your room exactly like it is. And then I just add things to it and you will see them and you will not know if they're real or not unless you touch them. <laughs> oh, man. And then eventually they'll make you be able to touch it and think you are touching it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll get to Elon Musk's uh, kind of, we won't know what's real and what's not. That's the scary part. There's this. That's what I'm talking about. That's what's scary when it gets to that point. When you just put on a headset and you don't know yeah, where no, you are. Kind of, the headset you still reminds you you're wearing a headset. When you have contacts, you won't know that you have them. Yeah, you won't even feel it. True. Oh so you're God. sitting in your desk and you just click a button and suddenly it looks like your desk, but there's someone standing on the other side and you don't know if they're there or not. It's almost like being in a dream and you don't know that you're dreaming. How do you get? Yeah. How do you get that, out? That's that's exactly it. And the dreams again, kind of. This is all the kind of you're you're dreaming in images. When you dream, your your brain is generating, in a sense, kind of equivalent to what you view when you see things, right? Mm-hmm. If you analyze dreams, your your brain is automatically generating the view that comes from your eyes because your eyes are closed and you're in a, usually in a dark room, but your brain is generating a view. It's like running that simulation, and for you, it feels real when you're in the dream. Yeah. Yes. I, but then there's also times where I'm like, oh, this is this is stupid. I know I'm in a dream. I can't really. Yeah. No. If <laughs> if you if you make something that your brain can't comprehend, then your brain will tell you, look, that's kind of that's crazy. There's no way this is happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that is so interesting. Do you have anything else real? Oh, I saw your um, Tinker Note. You're doing Tinker Note, right? Or yeah. So so or... kind of one of our companies, Create AR, uh, launched Tinker Note which is a really, really cool kind of... So Tinkernote is the first proof of concept of the technology of CreateAR. So CreateAR's mission is to create presentations in 3D. So instead of presenting in PowerPoint or Prezi or whatever in a 2D image on the wall, you will present in 3D on the table Mm -hmm. and people will be able to interact with the presentation. 
and they'll like uh, they'll put Tinkernode on it. basically is the first uh, item that was launched or the first application launched by the company and it's uh, augmented reality greeting card and you can download that kind of on your phone it's on the uh, Apple Store and the Play uh, Google Play yeah I looked at the trailer for it and it looks cool yeah it's you good. should download it it's pretty cool and you can send it to your friends Mm-hmm. And so it gives you, it's the first actual program that allows you to create augmented reality content. There's a lot of things that will allow you to place certain assets in augmented reality, mm-hmm. but here you can create your own augmented reality. Yeah, like, There's a variety of uh, of uh, characters and uh, items that you can place together on this, and then you can send your own tinker notes to others. It's actually pretty neat. Oh, yeah. No, I, I looked into it. So S- Snapchat is sort of little bit augmented right when they let you put yeah but snapchat is basically tying it to kind of what you're seeing in your camera here you're creating it and then you can place it anywhere you want ah so if i'm doing a presentation would they have to put on if they want to interact with it would they have to put on a headset or yeah so right now you can either use your phone or tablet or the headset so we're actually one of our companies is working on a project for a very very large uh international bank where they're going to use our technology to create a presentation uh, for their executive team in Europe, where uh, the eight executives will wear uh, HoloLenses, which is augmented reality headsets, mm-hmm. and they will be watching the presentations using that. Oh, and that's going to happen uh, early next year. Oh, that's so we're working on it right now. That's how you close a deal with one of those. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is going to be pretty pretty impressive. That kind of they they kind of we're talking to the head of innovation at the bank. And he wants to show his executives where the world's going. So he's creating his presentation and kind of we're creating his presentation for him using our technology, both our create AR presenta- kind of uh, presentation technology, as well as our uh, MVVR, which is financial services virtual reality solution, where we can create uh, data visualization using virtual reality. And we're putting those two combined together. And he's going to make his presentation in augmented reality to all those executives. How, how do you develop that? You have to work with developers, I guess, in order to make yeah. that. Uh, so we've got, uh, I think, almost 25 uh, technical people kind of working with us, and uh, we keep growing that team. Uh, a lot of smart people are working on it. Yeah. Are you a developer at all? You're not really – you don't do that, right? I, I can talk technology, but no. I'm kind of, and I used to program when I was younger, but uh, I, I let the smart people do that. I do the talking. Yeah, it's Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah, Oh man, that's so cool! I just I just downloaded Tinkernote. It's a happy birthday, right? That's the well. You can do a yeah. bunch of them. You can do a kind of those uh, Thanksgiving stuff. You can still send stuff before the holiday goes away, and you can uh, prepare for uh, the holidays by doing a Christmas one. Oh, and you can edit the pictures that pop up. Yeah, and you can actually upload your own pictures as well. So there's kind of one of the uh, tabs there has frames where you can put a picture frame and then take any picture on your uh, phone and add it in there. And you can actually record your voice as well, so you can have a personal greeting that goes with it. Wow. This is it. This is it. The future is here. Yeah, no, that's what we're trying to do. So we're basically kind of as Glimpse, we're trying to help all those companies kind of get to the future where they focus on developing their products or solutions and we take care of all the things they're not good at. So they're, so it's like uh, marketing a little bit or you just take over everything that they're not good at? Everything that they're not good at. So let's say you wanted to start a company. Usually you'll have to deal with kind of uh, raising money and dealing with lawyers and setting up all the legal entities and hiring people in HR and dealing with accountants and all the stuff that kind of if you're a developer, you don't really know what you're doing with. Mm-hmm. So 
if you're part of the Glimpse Group, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. We take care of all of that. You just focus all of your time on just creating your product or solution. And you guys will just take a portion of the equity and then... Well, we own 100% of it. So kind of, uh, so so that's the, the, the kind of interesting spin. So if you start a company, mm-hmm. you start by you and your kind of uh, co-founders own 100%. Mm-hmm. And over time, you dilute yourself. Usually upon exit, the uh, founders have somewhere between 5 and 15% of their own company. Wow. That's kind of, that's fact. So we give our founders the right to receive 10% without being diluted. So they will have the same upside in their own company as they would have had being on the outside world. But in addition to that, we give them stock in the Glimpse company. So now they're diversifying themselves and in a sense own a piece of all the other companies as well. Oh, that's so, great. So then they can only and then their only job is to work on what they're good at and you'll take yeah, care of the rest. Exactly. So they're focusing on what they're good at. And not only do they get us to help them with all the things they're not good at, they have everybody else around them, all the other companies. They're all aligned with each other because they all are part of the same family and all have upside in each other. So if they need a certain skill that someone on some other team has, they will come in and help them. And it's been uh, one of the most rewarding things to see is to see all the uh, sharing by the different companies. Yeah, well, and I guess you guys obviously have um, a way you decide. You don't just take everyone, you know, you'll decide which stuff you're interested in, what companies have a good idea. Yeah, it's actually pretty hard to get in because kind of we're very, very selective and we're looking for uh, super smart and creative teams that... uh, are creating something very, very innovative in areas where we think the uh, industry is going to evolve to and we want to plant a flag there. Yeah. So if someone just comes in with an idea and not really anything established, that's you have to get more established before to, they come Not necessarily. Here. I'm kind of, I, kind of, the first thing we're looking for is really, really smart people mm-hmm. that have cool, creative ideas that kind of we think they, that you can actually kind of make them happen. Yeah. Uh, so we talk to people that are very, very early stage. Yeah, so just they know what they want. They have a vision. and then Yeah, they have to have a vision and understand it and be able to do it. And they need to show me they can make money right now doing it. Because one of the things we're pushing all of our companies is to find customers that are willing to pay for their solutions today. Not you. waiting for some technology to happen to have, well, we'll do really well when people are walking around with glasses or with contacts. That's great, but I'm not going to fund development for the next 10 years while you wait for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if people are interested in your services, what uh, can they find you on social media? What should they go Yeah, to? no, we're, we're everywhere. So obviously we've got our website, uh, theglimpsegroup.com. We've got, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. And also most of our companies have some presence as well. All of that is Glimpse Group, right? On all of those? Yeah, so Glimpse Group is the parent company, and then each company creates its own brand. So mm-hmm. kind of when you look at Tinkernote, somewhere there it will say that they're part of the Glimpse Group. But they're building their own brand under kind of kind of under the Glimpse Group. Nice. Will you guys market the group, the company as well, like as your own? Yeah, but the company we're we're kind of focusing mostly on uh, investors and bringing in new companies in. Yeah. So those are the the in a sense customers for the Glimpse Group. Nice. Uh, and then we kind of tell the story of each of our companies as their products are ready to go to market. I gotcha. Very good. I like the business. Very good business model. Definitely. I like where it's going. Um, all right, so we're coming up on an hour here. We could start wrapping it up. Do you have anything that you wanted to say that you didn't say? <laughs> that you wanted? Well, I think it was, it was really fun talking, and I'd love to host you and kind of show you around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this week, I would love to come down next week, Monday. 
Uh, well, if you want to come uh, Monday afternoon, you can. Uh, shoot me an email and I'll look and when when we're in the office and uh, it's probably late afternoon on Monday. Yeah. Uh, but I'd love to host you. Oh, definitely. I would love to come down. I have to check it out. I want to see if I if I am too scared to go through with the heights. Oh, if you have fear of height, you will be. I guarantee it. <laughs> that scares me already. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Great. So shoot me an email, kind of, and I'll check out my calendar or actually text, and I'll kind of send you time where kind of you can come in on Monday. Yeah, I mean, we'll fix it. We'll, we'll set it up. I'll text you, and um, it doesn't have to be Monday. We could figure it yeah, out. Yeah, no, Monday, kind of Monday afternoon might work. So uh, okay. the sooner you go on the tower and you feel it, the, the better it is for you. Yes, I'm ready. I'm anxious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lauren, thank you. Thank you. Have a nice weekend. You too. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. Awesome. That was Lyran Bentovim. I think I still said it wrong. We lost Mark a little bit. We lost Mark like 30 minutes in. He had to go. I didn't want him to go, but you got things you got to do in life, you know? That guy was really interesting. I Virtual reality, where is it going? He said it basically. He had told us where it's going I want to uh, I guess you got to enjoy the ride and be here but I want I'm excited to see where it goes I want to uh I want to try it that's cool check it out Monday I'll probably post this Monday so you guys won't really know what's going on all right I guess I'll go I mean it's a quick one, relatively quick, only an hour. I mean, I wish I could take live calls. I'm going to do that soon. Get some live calls going and have people asking questions. Or I guess I could do live texts or some DMs or something. But get a little bit live. All right. I guess I'll end it there, everyone. I hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving. And have a great day, no matter what you're doing. If you're driving, you're working. Work towards your goals. You know, if you don't have goals, make some goals. I got to make some more goals. I have like a million goals. I got to start checking them off. (laughs) All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. I don't know what I'm saying. Bye. Thanks for listening.